Hello and welcome to this month's uh, IanAbernethy.com uh, podcast. And as you've just heard, we've got title music now. I mean, how cool is that? I've got my own theme music. Um, and thanks to uh, Colin uh, of uh, Night Shift uh, Music for that. Um, if any of you um, are interested in getting music for your own uh, podcasts, uh, feel free to get in touch at ian at ianabernethy.com and I'll, uh, I'll put you in touch with Colin. Uh, this month we're doing a, a two-parter. In the first part, this part, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, fear um, and its its role in nature. And then in the second part, uh, which you can download separately, uh, we're going to discuss uh, catabase sparring. So a couple of podcasts this month, and uh, mainly because I'm just enjoying playing with the technology at the moment. So we'll aim for one a month, but some months we'll uh, we'll get get two or, or a two-part like this one. So. Okay, so without uh, further ado, let's uh, move on to uh, part one of uh, of this month's podcast. In part one of this uh, podcast, we're going to talk about uh, fear and um, hopefully try and convince you why it's uh, which, why it's good for you. So we're going to cover uh, three main topics. We're going to cover the purpose of fear. Um, how fear can guide us to the things that we we want from life, uh, and how th- we can use fear to make us uh, mentally stronger and more able to uh, achieve our goals. Um, so the first thing we want to discuss is the purpose of fear and, and what's it for. You know, and the simple answer is that it's there to keep us alive. Uh, we only ever feel fear when we're in a situation that we rightly or wrongly perceive as some kind of threat. And when we feel threatened, our body responds with the uh, the much talked about uh, fight or flight response in order to deal with the the dangerous situation and uh, the way at hand. So I think, I mean, everyone listening to this will have felt afraid at some point. And I'd just like to you know take a couple of seconds and try and think what that feels like and uh, remember some of the uh, associated sensations. Now, every single one of those uh, sensations is is normal, natural, and it's, uh, it's designed to help you. So when we're scared, we uh, we go pale, um, you know, go white, um, and that's the body taking the blood away from the skin to the muscles, and this gives us more energy, and it also means that if we were cut, or we'd be, be uh, we'd bleed less. Um, one book that you should really read is uh, On Combat by uh, Dave uh, Grossman and Lauren Christensen. It's a fantastic read, and one of the the stories in there that tell of a uh, a police officer who got um, got shot and uh, noticed a hole in his his uniform after a, a gunfight. So he wasn't bleeding, so he assumed that the bullet had missed, and it was when he relaxed that he actually started bleeding. So again, it just shows how uh, you know the drawing the blood away from the skin, how it, it's a, a vital thing and helps us um, you know perform better in uh, under stress. Um, another thing that fear does, it gives us the uh, the butterflies, that feeling of uh, a light stomach. And this is the body uh, directing blood away from the stomach and stopping digesting food. Um, we also um, shake when uh, we're nervous, and that's the body firing up the nervous system and the muscles and getting everything ready to work at kind of full strength and speed. Um, also, the heart rate goes up, which again gives us more energy to kind of deal with the threat, and um, we don't feel pain um, so much when we're uh, we're nervous, um, which again you probably all know from your your sparring. Um, you finish the sparring, then you suddenly notice that something's sore or a lump or a, a bump, which you, you never felt uh, felt at the time. And there's loads of other things that happen too, and like time distortion and other such things. And all these sensations are normal, natural, and everybody feels them. And 
They're designed to help us deal with the dangerous situation at hand. So we're not being cowardly when we feel these things. I mean, heroes and cowards feel exactly the same thing. It's just we deal with them differently. Um, now, the fact that uh, fear feels so unpleasant is also um, part of kind of like keeping us alive and helping us deal with dangerous situations. Um, so we're hardwired to avoid dangerous situations, and fear feels bad as a way to keep us away from those situations. I mean, if fear felt great as a species, we would have died out generations ago, because um, everyone would be taking on you know, like a really kind of risky, life-threatening um, activities. So as martial artists, we need to acknowledge that fear is, is it's, it's good for us. It's good for us. It helps kind of uh, keep us alive, and it, it's got many uh, positive things about it. That leads us on. I want to discuss about like um, how fear um, in the modern context can also guide us towards the things we, uh, we want from life. Now, as we've just discussed, fear feels so unpleasant um, as a way to encourage us to avoid dangerous situations. Now, one of the problems we have today is that uh, it also makes us inadvertently avoid things that would make our lives more fun and uh, more fulfilling. Now, the reason for this is that our Stone Age bodies haven't had time to, to, to catch up, to evolve to kind of the, uh, the modern world, and the survival response is triggered by things that aren't real threats to our physical person. So, for example, uh, public speaking, um, asking a person you like out on a date, or asking the boss for a rise, or a change in career can all you know, trigger fight or flight. Now, that's an inappropriate response, really, though, because none of those things are life-threatening. So I have heard this uh, inappropriate fear, F-E-A-R, described as a false expectation uh, about reality, because our bodies treat the, the situation as life-threatening when it isn't. Now, if we understand it, even this um, inappropriate fear can be, uh, can be useful. So fear is only ever present when we're involved in something that we feel may be beyond us. Now, as an example, if I'm sparring with someone I know I can easily beat, um, I won't experience fear. If, however, I was sparring with someone more challenging, then I would feel scared, you know. It's like when I was uh, working at the, the factory, nothing kind of scared me there, you know, I was well within my comfort zone. But when I handed in my notice and left to, to become a, like a full-time writer and full-time martial artist, now that's, you know, I felt fear, that was scary. Uh, now, for me to become a better, better martial artist, uh, I need to spar with people who are better than me. And for me to live the life I want to live, I needed to leave the factory behind. So, I mean, the fact that fear was present is, is a good indicator, a great indicator, that I was now outside my comfort zone and I was developing myself and my situation. So whenever fear is around, it's normally a sign that you are uh, growing. And if you start to view fear as an indicator of development, it no longer becomes something you detest, but instead uh, becomes something you associate with um, good things coming into your life. And I find that, that that thought alone can uh, be much more palatable. When fear's there, it's not a problem. It means that um, good things are happening. You know, you, you're doing the right things to improve your your, your daily situation. So when there is a world of difference between uh, real fear, designed to help you deal with life-threatening situations, and day-to-day -day fear. And if we that day-to-day -day fear, if we get used to understanding that that is a, uh, a sign that we're growing, then as we just said, you know, it no longer becomes so uh, unpleasant. The great thing about fear is we're only going to experience it when we're outside our comfort zone. And if you're outside your comfort zone, then you're going to grow. So we can use fear as a signpost to tell us where to go. 
like Customata, the famous boxing trainer, said that fear was the friend of exceptional people, which is obviously the title of uh, Jeff Thompson's book on fear as well, which is, you, you've got to read that one, that's another um, must-read book. Um, and if we don't avoid fear, but instead seek it out, it, it'll and make it our friend, we, we live you know, exceptional lives. Now, seeking out fear may not sound like fun, but the good bit of news is fear is transitory. Uh, when you're moving outside your comfort zone, fear's there, but once you've moved, it quickly dissipates. It was like when I left the factory, fear was there. A couple of weeks of kind of working for my, myself and pursuing my dreams, and the fear just disappears, you know? And as Ralph Emerson said, if you do the thing you fear, then the death of fear is certain. And the reason why that happens, why fear dies, is that you adapt to your new environment, and what was causing your fear no longer will. Now, most people don't do the things that scare them even if they really want to, because they're waiting for the fear to go away before they, they try whatever it is they want to do. So fall into that trap, you know, I'll, I'll do it when I'm not so scared. And the trouble with that is that fear will always be there until you face up to it, move outside your comfort zone, and that's when it'll go. So if you want to make progress, you have to face up to fear, and you just cannot escape that fact. So we, can, uh, we shouldn't treat fear as a, a stop sign, something that prevents us from going forwards, but instead we should look at it as a this-way sign, we need to head towards the fear. So that, there's a couple of reasons why fear is good for you. The, the first one was it helps keep us alive in dangerous situations. And if we approach it right in every day-to-day -day life, in everyday life, it can tell us where we need to go to make life uh, more fulfilling. Now, the third reason why fear is good for you is that we can use it to make us mentally stronger and more able to achieve our goals. Now, in my Mental Strength book and the new Mental Strength DVD, uh, I class fear as a form of uh, mental resistance. Now, I categorise mental resistance or define mental resistance as any thought, feeling or belief that stands between you and your goals. So, to push past mental resistance and experience the benefits that that brings, you need enough uh, mental strength. Now, a weightlifter uses their physical strength to overcome physical resistances and lift a weight. And we need to use our mental strength to overcome mental resistance and achieve our goals. And there are quite a few parallels between how we develop physical strength and mental strength. Um, to get physically stronger, we need to try and lift weights that are, are currently beyond us. Um, and this is the key to it, really. They need to be beyond us by just the right amount. So... In my case, over 10 repetitions, I can comfortably bench press uh, 90 kilograms. Now, if I, if I keep uh, bench pressing that 90 kilograms, I won't get any stronger, so I need to lift more and move outside my, my, my comfort zone. Now, if I put 300 kilograms on the bar, and for the record, I'm not that daft, um, it would uh, be too much. In all probability, it would tear my arms out the socket. Now, but if I put 100 kilograms on the bar, I'll struggle but it'll be that struggle that will stimulate my muscles to, to grow and it will make me stronger. Um, so physically, to get to benefit uh, myself and to become stronger, I need to be outside my physical comfort zone by just the right amount. Um, now I call that, being outside the comfort zone by just the right amount, I call that being in the zone of development. So just as we develop strength physically, we, do, uh, we can do that mentally too. So to get mentally stronger, I need to experience just the right amount of mental resistance. Or in terms of what we're talking about today, just the right amount of fear. Now, too little fear and I don't grow, and too much fear and I'll find myself overwhelmed. So, just like the weightlifter, I need to be struggling, it'll be uncomfortable, but it's that discomfort and that struggle that will make me stronger. Now, after a while, I'll be mentally strong enough uh, that what 
so that what did cause me fear no longer will. So it'll have been absorbed into my uh, my comfort zone. And that's why fear dissipates when we face up to it. Uh, by facing up to fear, uh, you move into the zone of development uh, and therefore your mental strength and your talent grow. And what did cause you to feel afraid no longer will. So if we face up to fear in a structured and measured way, we'll build a mental physique that will enable us to push past greater and greater mental resistances. And uh, that's a third way in which uh, fear is good for us. So, although fear doesn't feel nice, it is good for us. It has the original purpose of helping us to deal with threatening situations, which is a job it does really well. Uh, secondly, in the modern world, we can also use fear as a signpost to tell us where we need to go in life. If we head towards a fear, it will dissipate and we open ourselves up to all the good things in life. And finally, fear, as a form of mental resistance, can act like a psychological barbell. And if approached correctly, we can use it to make us mentally stronger. Now, uh, in the book and on the, the, the new DVD, I talk in much more depth about mental strength, mental resistance, uh, fear, and the tools for, uh, for dealing with it. Um, but I hope in this uh, podcast I've given you, you, you something to think about, uh, both from a martial perspective and from uh, a character development uh, perspective as well. And of course, that's a key part of the martial arts and, and, and always has been, that we, we grow as, as human beings as well as, uh, as warriors. Um, so what I'd like you to do, just to kind of finish this off, is just want you to sit and think for a minute of just something that you'd, you'd really like to do but you've been putting off um, because you, you, you haven't plucked up the courage um, to do it yet. Now, whatever that thing is, you want to make a firm commitment to do it. You, and you'll find yourself tempted to put it off or I'll do it tomorrow. And, but don't do that. You know? And if the idea of doing it scares you, that's great because it means that you're, uh, you're moving in the, the right direction. So whatever that thing is, make a firm commitment to, to face up that fear and I'm, I guarantee you'll, uh, uh, you'll be glad that you did. So that concludes uh, part one of this month's uh, podcast. Um, if you've got any feedback on it, then obviously I'd love to hear from you. And you can contact me uh, via www.ianabernethy.com. That's spelled I-A-I-N-A-B-E-R-N-E-T-H-Y. And uh, so that's the end of part one. And if you uh, can just look at the blog, just, just below it there, we've got uh, part two, which is uh, on uh, kata-based sparring and making your, your kata training realistic and, and pragmatic. So thanks for, for listening, and uh, I'll see you again soon. Bye now.